Tuning into the Fashion Lab on Cliff Central. My name is Lisa Gumbo Regis Ford with the Fashion Lab team in studio today. Joining us is my our in-house trend analyst, Kayla Stambul. Good afternoon. And Mark Peterson, who's not here yet, but he will be joining us shortly. Now, for those of you who are tuning in to the Fashion Lab for the first time, this is the first fashion business radio show to go live in Africa. And uh, in our fashion lab, we dissect the business behind fashion so we can achieve better results. And obviously, we believe that good business is development. Development is power. And when we rise, we would like the whole African fashion industry to come on and rise along. Thanks so much, Liz. Liz, I found something so amazing online. George Zimmer started an Uber for tailors, which I think is the most incredible idea ever. So, um, you know, he was in an interview and he has said he has started a company called Z Tailors. And what they do is um, tailors come over to your house. You get out all your clothes that perhaps doesn't fit you anymore. They take out all your measurements. They take the clothes back and they deliver it back to your house, which for me is the most incredible thing ever. Wow. And this is in New York. Yes, it is. Wow. Now, you know what's so funny or what's so cool about it is as we are speaking about what's going on um, on the other side of the world, here in Africa today, I've also realized that, you know, as much as I run a fashion business, I've got a showroom, um, I've realized that a lot of my clients are now asking me to go to them. Mm-hmm. And I remember we had Punk and Ivy here a yes. few um, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. just speaking about their mobile um, offering as well. So I think that the... Uber tailors, uh, the, you know, just getting yourself to your client might just be the, the new way of doing things. So what, what we do in my showroom is we recycle clothing because mm-hmm. I'm very big on sustainability. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've really taken very serious is recycling clothing so that you can give your clothes two lives or three lives or even 10 lives, depending on how, how creative and how ready, how far you are willing to go. Yes. And um, what we do is initially we used to bring the people, the clients in, we'd say bring in at least 10 pieces of your favorite, I mean your favorite garments that you're not really wearing, you're not donating mm-hmm. and you're not throwing away and we'll give it a facelift, we'll give it a remix and then obviously we recycle the stuff and they come and try on and they send back and now they're bringing the stuff in. No, they're not bringing the stuff. They're now calling me and saying come to my wardrobe. I'm like, okay. And then we get to their wardrobe and we help pick out the 10 first 10 items Mm -hmm. and we take it with us away and we come back to them again and i've realized my gosh they've just flipped the script on us yes they have and i think that people want access to these things because we're so busy we're really busy liz half the time when people come back from work they can't go to the tailors it's closed or whatever the case may be i mean sometimes i'll drop something off at the tailors and fetch it two weeks later than i'm actually supposed to get it because i just don't have the time to do that and what was really interesting um, the article went on to saying that the average tailor makes about $38,000 a year and this company can actually double their income. The fact that they have to, you know, go, go to, the to the customers. Z Taylor does take 35% of the fee for each purchase and it is steep. Um, yes, it is, but people, once you come to people's houses, the, the volume increases, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not just, they're not just going to call you to come for one pair of jeans mm-hmm. or whatever. They'll take out 10 different items. They'll take out, they'll take out every single thing in their closet that they haven't worn for years and they'll give it to you. So it's very good business for tailors, I think, which is, and know, not it's just an, for ta- it's an important, not, not just for tailors. I think for uh-huh. us as, because we are the show that dissects the business behind fashion, mm-hmm. we want to see development within the fashion industry. This is also just a wake up call or a little hint to designers to realize that you can't just sit in your showroom or mm-hmm. in your shop and say they're coming. You've got to find a way to add some extra, um, make some little extra effort and add the little extra touch to things and say, look, maybe do it like once a day and try and say on Saturdays we'll be coming to customers. Mm-hmm. We're open to come to customers and, yes. and see how your business actually multiplies. I just think that that's the way that business is going and people need to catch up and it's amazing because there's an app for it. So, you know, you can track where they are. I think it's just, I think it's incredible. It's completely innovative. Amazing. (laughs) Innovative development. All of the good fun things. Anyway, moving on along um, 
Today on the show, we are dissecting another um, very important topic, and it, this is around the role that media is actually playing to elevate the African fashion industry. And uh, we will be joined in studio with some really special guests. We've got fashion designer Craig Jacobs for Funduzi. We've got Kweku Ansa, who's the CEO and creative director of Canoe Magazine. And we obviously have the fabulous Lala Hirayama, who's a multi-talented TV personality with much more to offer. And we have Marik who just joined us in the studio looking. Liz, I need to tell you something. I need to get this off my chest. Mm -hmm. Liz and I have come to the realization that we do not compliment Marik Mm -hmm. enough. Mm -hmm. He comes in looking flawless Mm -hmm. every single time. I kid you not. Mm -hmm. Hair on fleek, outfits perfectly tailored, and we never say anything about it. So I think that today a compliment is definitely um, needed for Mo. He's wearing the most beautiful linen suit it's about a powder blue color and his hair obviously is always looking absolutely absolutely fabulous absolutely fabulous sitting on to the left is it the left or the right let me see again and it's got a beautiful navy blue or not navy blue like a light powder blue with a gray and some peach color mix uh scarf on and a tie on you know it's only morwick who wears all of these accessories yes and morwick can i help you do something real quick let me just help you push this in (laughs) <laughs> Moik is one of those guys He wears the tie And the tie pin And the lapel pin And every every single Little detail That goes into wearing a suit He's got it on So let's get to the trend report So the trend report for this week um, Is For luxury retailers Africa today Is like China In the 1980s In the 1980s China was far more a far more economic heavyweight than it is today, but it was already in the midst of economic reforms that would help make it the world's greatest economy by some measures. Today, plenty of retailers, especially luxury retailers, have capitalized on China's new um, consumer class. And while there are still opportunities to grow sales in the country, brands are already looking for the next China. The region most likely to fill this role is Africa. Yes, people. Africa, right here at home. Sub-Saharan Africa will be the big story of 2040, comparing it to China in 1987. It's going to be a bumpy road to get there, obviously, but within the next 30 years, it's going to be the biggest, fastest, and strongest, most attractive region for retail in the world. There you hear, you, you're listening. I'm sure our listeners are also, um, engaged. It's very interesting to know that mm-hmm. while people still run away to China to yes. try to get locals production and, manuf- and manufacturing, um, opportunities, um, it's, it's happening. It's coming back here. So I think, um, for those of us who are also clinging onto Africa, cause I'm definitely for Africa, a hundred percent manufactured locally. And even though it's a struggle, it's good to know that we will be looking at a very big change um, in and the coming future. The index, which ranks the top 30 developing countries for retail investment, makes its claims based on a different mix of variables, obviously, including each country's market size, how saturated the market already is, the speed at which it's developing, how risky it is to invest. Nigeria and Angola are two of the African country of the African nations that have actually made it onto this list, along with Botswana, which is really interesting because Botswana only has a population of 2 million people, which is relatively small compared to other African countries. What so, list is that, Kayla? Um, this is, sorry, the top 30 developing countries in the world. Okay. So Africa has made three of Africans country, Africa's countries is in it. And Zambia, Namibia, and Ghana are soon also going to be on that list. So it's really looking good for Africa, and I think that everybody's going to look to Africa. Africa is the next China, and I hope in a good way. <laughs> What's your two cents on that? Are you excited? That good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> you know, I must always do that fashionably late um, entrance. <laughs> uh, that is very interesting, Kayla. I mean, at the scale that we... That we go in as African, mm-hmm. you know, and as we said that we're no longer looking at, you know, who's doing what, but people are now looking at us. So I think slowly but surely people are starting to recognize who we are as a continent and how strong mm-hmm. we are as a continent. Because if you, if, if you really look at it, everything does come from you anyway. Mm-hmm. How many Thousands of buyers and people come into Africa to get inspiration and aspirations and then they take it back and they just develop it. So I think that is, it's, it's very interesting. I think that the good thing is, like you said, how many people come in and get everything. The only one thing they hardly do here is production. But mm-hmm. the yeah. fact, yeah, but it, to me, it's a very exciting 
um, it's just exciting to hear that it's very soon, like you say, approximately we're talking like what, 2040? Yes. Yeah. So in about the next that's 30 years. So maybe even. 30 years, we will, I mean, we will be the production hub. Yes, that's what I wanted to say, Liz. Yeah. And you know, you guys, in recent years, we've really seen more and more luxury brands come into Africa. Just a few weeks ago, we know that Prada opened one of its biggest, um, stores in Africa, right here in South Africa, which is absolutely incredible. And many may argue and say, you know, we need to have more of our local designers around. And I agree with that 100%. But we need to understand that when luxury brands are looking to come into Africa, that means that there's money here. It means the yeah. economy is doing well. Mm-hmm. And that means that people have more disposable income to spend on fashion. Therefore, local brands need to up their game so that they can get a piece of the pie as well. I mean, economists don't just go, eeny, meeny, miny, mo Africa. No, <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of research yeah. that goes into it. And I think that it's really something that we can look yeah. forward to as local designers, international designers. Everyone can get a piece of I mean, if, if you look back in a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, there were quite a few um, production houses within Africa. Yes. But because then China came and just like boomed everyone. And obviously, the reason why China is doing so good, let's face it, is it's cheap production. Yes. You have like a thousand people sitting there and you know they just they're working non-stop but with us because we're the type of people that are firm individuals and we say that no we are not going to be paid with rice or with water and you know we want what's what our money's worth and i think by 2040 you say mm-hmm. all of that is going to come back because people are now starting to realize that it started in africa so it's going to end up again here in Africa. Yes. It's beautiful. I yes. think that um, obviously we're going to go on. For those who are tuning into the Fashion Lab on Cliff Central right now, we are discussing the role that media actually plays to develop or to help elevate the African fashion industry space. And obviously, just a quick refresher. We have a very interesting segment at the end of our show called Who Would You Want to Dress? And I would like to encourage all of our listeners to think about it, share with us who, your who and your whys, at the end of the show when we reveal our who's and our why's. I mean, sharing is caring, right? <laughs> so keep your tweets coming in at Clip Central or at Fashion Lab AF. And if you want to go visual, you can also insta us at Fashion Lab Africa. Coming into studio, um, we have a very special guest. Um, we've got Craig from Fundudzi and we've also got um, Kweku Ansa, who's the CEO of the Canoe Magazine. And we'll be having Lala joining us shortly. And I want to Go straight to Kweku. Uh, is Kweku on the line for us? Is Kweku on the line? Speaking about before Kweku comes, is he, is he, is he, is he coming in? Speaking about Mark? Yes, yeah, speaking about, um, just before Kweku comes in, we'll just stop. Um, I'm driving and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm going on a, on a slow because you guys know my, but I'm thinking, Liz is going to look at me and the first thing she's going to say, Mo, who are you going to address? <laughs> and, I'm, you know, like, and all of a sudden something came up. I'm like, oh, thank God. So when Liz says, Mo, who are you going to address today? I am ready for you, Liz. Fantastic. Keep your tweets coming. Keep, start thinking as you listen. Um, uh, and just keep your, keep your tweets coming. Stay engaged and let's share who's and why's at the end of the show. Um, Kweku, answer on the line yet? Kweku's on the line. Kweku? Yes, Liz. Yes, sir. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, how are you doing? Fine, thank you, Kweku. We've got a full studio here with uh, my uh, co-host, Moik Peterson, our in-house trend analyst, Kayla Stambul, and uh, fashion designer from Funduzi, Craig <laughs> Jacobs. Hello, Kweku. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Um, we've got power in Ghana today, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. We're so glad you have power. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least the, you know, you guys appreciate it. Here we have load shedding once in a while and people are dying and screaming and losing their heads. And I'm like, you're very lucky that, um, you're not in other parts of Africa where when you have it, you you're like, hallelujah. For 48 hours. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> I, Africa is listening, I hope. <laughs> and I think that South Africa has it best. So I think that um, we will definitely celebrate that. But thank you so much for joining us. This is Kweku Ansa on the line. And Kweku, we want to just go straight to our points. Um, we are definitely discussing uh, the role that media plays within the fashion industry in Africa. And obviously considering the fact that you are Canoe Magazine, I want to say that, um, we'd like you to just share with us quickly... 
Uh, as you've been named one of the top five African fashion magazines in the world, contributing to finally here, you guys call it, you're still coming, but I feel like Af- Afro-Renaissance is actually finally here. What is your vision for the magazine Canoe, and how do you continue to use Canoe magazine to steer and develop the African fashion industry? Okay, with Canoe, we try and combine um, with regards to the aesthetic um, and fashion we try and combine a bit of traditional education, some grace, some poise, eclecticism, savvy, sex appeal, all the things that go into um, making someone have charm or what we call charisma. But it must include an identity which um, people like Chimamanda try to find an African identity. Mm. And and um, Kweku, what is it? By the way, Kweku will not put me on his cover of the magazine that I've been trying to get onto because he's saying I wear weaves, which I do, but I also normally don't wear weaves. But sometimes I do. But I'm like, I mean, what is this whole? What is this whole? Don't wear weaves and stay clean and keep it keep it fresh. And and what is it? And why do you want to force that to be African? Because obviously, I feel like you're now starting to knock us off in different ways. We are still African. We have African accents. We wear African clothes. We were born here. Our soul and heritage is rooted here. How are you going to knock us off for wearing weaves? Sorry, I had to throw this in. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a stab because I'm looking for a contract from L'Oreal and they process. <laughs> our hair, how are they going to give me a contract? Um, anyway, about weaves, it's not um, necessarily why you guys, why you ladies shouldn't wear weaves. It's how incomplete you feel without the weave. Mm-hmm. It's why you don't have any important occasion in your life where you don't <laughs> Require dulling up wearing the weave. If you have a wedding, if you have a naming ceremony, if you have somewhere important, if you're going to pick up an award, even in education, a woman wants to sit in a saloon and goes through a ritual of processing her hair to be straight, basically, or straight curly, um, for these occasions. So it's not like um, weeds are bad, but it is the epitome or wow. it is <laughs> what makes you complete when you go out. And you are more than a weave. Very true. You know what? <laughs> Very true. I agree with you 100%. I think that weaves are great if you want to change up your look, but I feel like it shouldn't become a part of you. I feel like you should still be able to, you know, go on without it. Kweku, the question that I have for you is that, you know, over the years, Africa has really seen, has been seen mainly as a source of inspiration to many global designers, but not really as a source of fashion. You know, we've really been dissecting the rise of African fashion over the past few weeks. And as an African fashion publication, what are your thoughts on the African fashion movement? And do you believe that Africa is quickly rising to become a hub, not only for inspiration, but for fashion as well? Um, I think um, we're in the right direction if, um, you know, hmm, with fashion, most people like to reach for the stars. I think with us, we have to go back to our roots. Mm. Um, Because when you go back to our roots, you take into consideration our climate, our social gatherings, our rituals, and we can develop those into certain looks and feel that become authentically African. Mm -hmm. If we don't want to be uh, retrogressive with fashion, we can do anything we want. However, if we take something that suits us, for instance, I'm sure it's cold in South Africa now. Yes, it is. Yeah, the rain just started. It's actually the first cold day. If you flew down to Ghana and you expected to meet the same climate, you may pack a different wardrobe. However, if you if you're educated a little bit, you will know that we have a warm <laughs> <laughs> we have a warm temperature. Come 
wearing jackets about, and I see most of my mates over here, they're wearing three-piece suits, and I don't know where they're going, because the sun is about so, Craig, if you see me, then I think obviously you're going to have a problem with me. And it's so funny that we have partly cloud and it's raining. And, yeah, I come in strolling with a linen suit and I'm supposed to be in Ghana with this. suit. <laughs> yeah, you should have gone to Ghana in the suit, seriously. Craig, in terms of growth and development, you know, what's next for Canoe um, Magazine? You know, in terms of also just um, getting or creating an even bigger platform for our African um, fashion industry? Well, um, you, you, we don't even, do we have an industry? <laughs> yes, we do. We have quite a big industry. And it's funny that you asked this question because we were just speaking about it. The world is now looking at Africa. So if the world is looking at us, I do believe definitely that we do have an industry and it's growing rapidly. <laughs> Quickly, you can tell us if you don't believe it. Yes, it's yes, fine. yes. Well, in the first place, I would like us to, um, again, go back to what makes us cool African. What, um, well, when an African woman is not so shy about her curves and might even accentuate her swollen bumps into some dress, into um, probably the remake of our cultural clothing. Most of them influenced from the Vlizkos and the African prints. Um, however, I see different cultures in South Africa, yeah. from Kenya, yeah. from Nigeria, and there's a way these can penetrate the catwalks, including the international catwalks, but done maybe contemporized a little bit because some Africans think to seem to think that um, traditional doesn't mean you cannot change. Yeah. But even traditional can be contemporized. Yes. So I, I just think we need to go back and contemporize some of these looks. And then our role models like Lizzo Gumbo and <laughs> all the fashionistas out there, when they step out, um, they can reflect some of these. It, um, it, I'm looking for an English word. The essence of what we're trying to portray. Yes. Then we can have um, essence that is trending. Yeah. Wow, quite cool. It's been so nice having you. We know that we can go on and on about these conversations. And uh, we obviously love what you're doing. Um, we will want to continue to talk off air and um, see what we can do for Africa from a development side of it. And I think just to empower and to encourage um, and to inspire and to let Africa know, because I feel like you said, Africans, Africans sometimes don't believe in themselves so bad. Let's t take off the weave story and and put in other elements of it. And it's true that um, we need to be pumped up, but I think we need to pump ourselves up. Definitely. No one's going to pump us up. Definitely. No one's going to tell us we're great. Yeah. So continue doing the good work with Canoe. We love what you're doing. We hope to see you soon in South Africa. We hope to come out to Ghana soon and do some big Please things. And do the cover and have Fashion Lab on, on your cover. Please. <laughs> If, if, if you see us, you'll definitely be quick with these are cover people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us and we will be in touch soon. Um, could you just share with our audience how they can reach you or connect with Canoe? Well, um, we should be in Joburg in the next two weeks to print the new edition, a new series of Canoe. It will be called Old Canoe, as in Old Couture. And we should be launching around the 27th of June. So I'll definitely keep you guys posted as to what our plans are when I'm in town. Fantastic. And we may just have you again if we get the cover. But we may yes. have you again. Let's, just, let's make an off-air deal. But thank you so much for joining us. And uh, take it easy. We'll be in touch. Goodbye, Kweku. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. To those of you who just tuned in, that was... Um 
Kweku from Canoe Magazine in Ghana. And they are a wonderful African magazine and in studio. Just after this, we will be having Craig Jacobs in studio. We're so excited to have him. Uh, you can tweet us at Fashion Lab AF or on all other social medias at Fashion Lab on Instagram. Or you can call in on 0861 We'll see you right after this. Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. If you have just joined us, you're listening to the Fashion Lab right here on Cliff Central, um, the show that dissects the business behind fashion. My name is Moig Peterson, and I'm one of the hosts on the show. With me in studio is the fabulous, my fabulous co-host, Miss Liz Ogumbom, Mrs. Liz Ogumbom, and our resident trend analyst, um, Kayla Stambom. Um, right now in studio, we have um, we joined by Craig Jacobs. Um, he owns um, his his label or his brand is with Fenditsim. Craig, welcome to the show. I like your whole black. Craig has awesome black <laughs> sneakers and like a half boot. He's got this amazing leather pants. It's sitting him well. He's got this black sweater thing going on. You're looking absolutely great. Thank you very much. Welcome onto the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Greg, so we know you have, um, your label is called Fenditsi, um, you know, but what made you start um, this whole Fenditsi? Because I know, you know, you come from the media, you studied journalism, mm-hmm. and then you ventured into fashion. How did that all come about? Well, um, for me, it was actually quite um, organic. Yeah. Um, and what I wanted to do was help build the local industry, and I was working with a few creatives yeah. in helping develop their brands. And then I saw an opportunity in the market to tell a uniquely African story. And how I see my clothing label is an opportunity to tell stories about Africa. Oh, nice. Um, Fundutsi is a lake in Limpopo. It's a sacred lake for the vendor people who believe you can hear their ancestors drumming underneath the water of Lake Fundutsi at night. Wow. And that was my starting point about telling stories. Um, so it's clothing, it's clothing with a conscience, uh, it's sustainable, uh, but it's also celebratory of Africa. Wow. Do you, when you say sustainable, are you using sustainable fabrics? We um, use a lot of sustainable fabrics in terms of, um, for instance, hemp, um, organic cotton. A lot of the fabrics that I use are sourced in Africa. Um, I try to use as much African fabrics as well, and especially Af- um, South African fabrics like just fresh wear or the vendor fabric. Okay, fantastic. Now, as a fashion entrepreneur who is not only working to grow your brand, but actually sensitizing the fashion brands on the power of partnerships and collaborations, your presentation for the World Retail Congress Africa highlights how effectively partnering with existing brands to explore synergies is important. Mm-hmm. Could you just share with us a bit about the collaborations and also just about what you're doing with the World Retail Congress Africa and how it's working for you and how it's working for the African fashion industry? Mm-hmm. So the World Retail Congress um, Africa, that happened um, last year, November, where they asked me to give um, the closing speech about my label. And um, it was quite funny because they said, we want you to talk about creating a heritage brand in 10 years. And I'm going... <laughs> I created a heritage brand in 10 years and I thought, wow, that's very interesting. It took someone from outside Africa, um, to look at my brand, investigate it and realize what I'd done that I hadn't even thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually when I also started the, the, the label, it was about, um, tapping into ancient cultures. Um, the vendor tribe have been in South Africa for like um, hundreds of years. Um, and I realized that if you compared that to like a Louis Vuitton or Gucci, um, they have, or Burberry, it's about heritage over hundreds of years. So then I realized actually this is what they're talking about and made sense. Um, but in terms of collaborating with brands, I think um, – Funding capital is so difficult, so it makes sense to find synergies with people who enable you to um, broaden your platform. Um, so I'm always looking out for partnerships with, with different companies who have the same philosophy or want to undertake a similar journey to me. And, for instance, one of them is um, a label that I just recently launched called Be Seen, which is through a local insurance company, Momentum, um, who wants to change. They came to me because my label is Clothing with a Conscience, mm-hmm. and they wanted to find a way of um, reducing road deaths. 
and found mm-hmm. that 36% of people who die on the roads are pedestrians. And the reason why they die is because they're not visible to oncoming traffic. So they asked me to design a sportswear range um, that incorporates reflective panels so that wow. if you're out at night, you'll be visible. Um, and that's an example of a partnership. Wow. Fantastic. Fantastic. I, I think that's incredible because if you look at the amount of deaths that we have on the roads, mm-hmm. from pedest- because you literally, we know we're all drivers here. Yeah. Sometimes you just like, where did this person come out exactly. of nowhere, especially when you're driving at night? Um, Craig, as someone who has studied media and sociology, yes. I know you've got a clear understanding of the zeitgeist. And for our listeners who might not know what that means, zeitgeist means the spirit of the time. Or the I just wanted to ask that. I just wanted to say, please, educate us. You know, it's a trend analysis thing. Oh, yes. Okay, sorry. So um, how has that influenced your approach to fashion and trends? Look, um, my approach is always, um, always, always, always tell people, um, trends don't operate in a vacuum. Yes. Uh, they're based on a whole range of stimuli around us, be it geographical, economic, um, sociological, um, our lifestyle. Um, so um, in terms of looking at that broader picture, I'm going to try and think what is it that's going to resonate with people and how can I interpret that into my clothing? Wow, that's amazing because I know that even when you study the psychology of color, like, uh, for example, when a color is named the color of the year, yes. it's not just something that happens automatically. You'll just, it'll slowly start coming in and all of a sudden you're just like, oh, wow, I'm really feeling tangerine at the moment. But yes. it's something that, that has been predetermined. It's something that has slowly mm-hmm. been brought in and we just think, oh, wow, I'm really feeling this color and we don't know why. But I know that it has a lot to do with what you with your studies, and for those of you who don't know, that has a lot to do with trend as well. But yeah. I was just going to say to you and to Craig, because obviously you're acting like you are operating <laughs> from the tangerine <laughs> side of things, is I'm a bit confused because I never really get the trend, like the cut. The trend color thing, when the yeah. trend color comes out, I'm like, yeah. oh God, I was feeling blue. And they're like, oh, we're on tangerine. I'm like, is it only me? I mean, the next year they're feeling green. I'm like, but I'm on like, I'm on pink. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is, is there some, am I living in a different planet? Tell me here. Is Look, there something? Um, I always think, you know, when you look at the colors, um, the colors, the reason why they come and resonate is because of something beyond that. Mm-hmm. So, um, like for instance, masala is supposed to be the color this year, which is kind of a, it's like a, a deep red. It's like a deep red, Burgundy. like a sherry kind of mm. color. And you will say, look, your, your jersey is basically like a masala color. Um, this guy's. I'm from Kenya, and no. we have a very big Swahili culture. <laughs> no, I'm just and, explaining. And there's nothing yeah. masala about this guy. Masala is more like 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 my boots. Like masala. No, is, no. It's I'm a t- combination. You're but, speaking about Kenya. But what I'm girl. trying to say. I'm talking about so. masala, guys. Okay, okay, okay. Fine. Oh no, because a trendy name for it. Yeah. But <laughs> the colors come because yeah. of something, a mood in society. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why we see so much green today. Is because we're looking for serenity in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, colors. Are psychological They yes. do change our mood um, If you change the What you guys should do is you can try this It's very simple like yeah. Change the color of your wall in your bedroom And very see true. how it will affect you Very true Very true. Um, Craig really? because yeah. also <laughs> you, you know you studied media And mm-hmm. how relevant Or how important is You know media I mean I, I don't want to say fa- in terms of fashion designers or but in terms But for you as a fashion But brand. for yes. you as a fashion designer Well I have to say in terms of media um, The media are very important Because they enable you to transmit your message But mm-hmm. I don't think necessarily the media understand What message they should be transmitting mm-hmm. I think the same problem we have In terms of fashion about authenticity Is yeah. like a lot of media will look at Oh this is what's happening overseas yeah. And yes if Masala doesn't resonate with us We should not feature Masala <laughs> in Africa it is. And the same thing We can't see everyone wearing um, cocoon dresses in Paris and decide that that's what our audience should do and that's what the media often do when they send through briefs and Very it true. irritates me it's like you should come to fashion week in South Africa mm-hmm. any fashion week around Africa see what our trends are and yeah. interpret that into your publication yeah. <laughs> don't tell us what you see happening overseas and make us manipulate our uh, creativity very true very that. true and and, and I want to come in again because two of my friends from Saks Fifth I'm sorry killer um, from Saks Fifth and the USA Again I'm, I just want to go through this 
came to South Africa not so long ago to come and look for prints. So they, they found the Khoisan, you know, the Nama and the Khoi and, you know, and with, for, for what they're looking for, it resonated. So what they're going to do is they took the print and they're working with an artist, change it up, in the mm. USA and bring it right back and sell it right to us and it's our exactly. print. It's the exact same and then thing. we'll be excited and say, "Wow, this is so fresh." So yeah. but, <laughs> but Craig, sorry, just to, <laughs> just to also cut you short on that is, don't you think that it's up to us as Africans? We have power. Yes, this is our space. This is our authenticity. This is our this is our space. It is up to us to say, "Come, take what you want. Go with it." It's still ours. We can yes. do what we want to do with it. No, exactly. And so, so I don't even think it's any more of, oh, they came and took. If I hear one more, they came and took, <laughs> no. I'll slap someone because <laughs> well, we are here. Yes, exactly. We have And I it. think exactly, Liz. What and are this we doing is why, this is why if you really track the African designers who've been successful overseas are ones who are authentic. I, mean, I always think Jiro Uro for me is a fantastic example of it. He's, he's, yes, he lives in New York now. He's in the U.S., but I'm He's remained true to his Nigerian identity. And that's the reason why Michelle Obama wears his clothes. She's not going to come and wear clothing from a local designer who's basically drawn a trend from what they've seen on the catwalks in Europe. Mm. It doesn't make sense. She wants something authentic. She wants something different. And that's the reason why he's successful. And if you look at a lot of the designers, I mean, that's what we need to do. Um, the same way Saks Fifth Avenue comes here mm-hmm. and sees something and then they interpret it. Yeah, in their own thing. Wow, mm-hmm. very interesting. We've got the resources around us. Let's just use it. Exactly. And like you said, they can interpret it the way they want to. Mm-hmm. We, can still, we can still have the same print, all of us. Mm-hmm. But we can still have something so special and so uniquely African that's our own, even if they take the same print and run with it and do what they do with it. We are different. We've got different souls. We've got different aesthetic. We've got different things, yeah. you know? But anyway, tell me, <laughs> go, sorry, you want to go ahead? <laughs> Kayla's looking at me and like <laughs> waving her hands. <laughs> 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 got Lala in studio now. And she's sitting here. She's like, she's what like, is going on? I'm like, this is quite a heated debate, y'all. What did I get myself into when I agreed to step in here? But you know, you guys have got some really valid points. Liz, I totally agree with you. what you're saying though. Like you do, we all have our very own unique spin on the way we see life, the way we see um, fashion, the way we see art and the way we interpret it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it does suck when someone is selling back our own you, you, you know what I'm saying. Like you know what I'm identity saying, Lola. You know what then, I'm saying. But you know the sad thing is that the mentality in especially Africa is that we're never good enough. Yes. Why do, why do we need to wait for Americans or Europeans to, to make what is ours cool so that we can buy into our own heritage? Our, into yeah. our own, yes. yes. It happens often. It doesn't happen all the time, yes. but it happens often. Yes. And true. Lala just came in with the bang. <laughs> She's like, I've arrived. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just had to add my two cents in there. But it's a very interesting. interesting no, welcome to the studio, Lala. You look fabulous. You. Yes. I don't know about that, guys. I got my gingham on. I knew that it's part of the trends of the season. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be some kind of fashionable today. Yes. Okay. Your masala <laughs> color that Craig was just speaking it kind about. Of, well, it's not really masala because yes. let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, masala is more like brown, red, yes. deep, you know. But that earthy. isn't deep. It looks like so a like mother-in-law, violence. mother-in-law mm. type of a thing. Wow, guys, we're getting deep. I don't here. know. I know. <laughs> okay. Everyone's masala that's grunge, has a different. Though. That's 1990s grunge. This is that's actually this got. is rock inspired yes. with mm. the um, leather, you know, yes. the leather nice. and the 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 jewel the jewel fabric. I see, guys. I have. Yes. Yes. No, it's beautiful, Lala. But who are you wearing? Who am I? wearing just a bit of Zara (laughs) (laughs) actually you know on a a Wednesday afternoon (laughs) but I shall get into my Gucci tonight (laughs) don't you worry (laughs) and here we brought you in because you wear so many local designers and you just come and (laughs) Zara but it's okay I mean we love Zara too you know know, on on a relaxed Wednesday afternoon when you're running around pushing your errands you know very true a little little cheap what what I mean I would never wear Craig going to just you know Santa because it needs to be fabulous. <laughs> have you, have you won, Craig? I'm not, have so you won, Craig? I actually have. Yes, you have. I have. Yeah. And Very how, nice. how does Craig make you feel? Funduzi make you feel? I tell you something. You are. I'm looking at Craig in the eye, and I'm saying <laughs> because you guys can't see this. This is not television. Craig, you, you are one of the most creative 
in our country, you love to push boundaries and you stick to your, 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 your style. You have like a type of essence that no other design in this country has, which I love about you. And oh, I thanks, love Lala. seeing your pieces and always interested in seeing what you're coming up with next. So I got to tell you, he's definitely out of, I think, Top four, five designers in this country, I rate, and I'm not the only person who would say that. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. This is not I'm just blowing air. Right now. No, it's <laughs> no, you're not. But it's the truth, you know. It's the truth, and this is what we're here to do: is to also celebrate, um, you know, the fundutsis of of this Africa. But can I yes. can I say that I just think that when will we find a magazine? And we open the first 10 pages of a magazine And instead of seeing Gucci spreads Instead of seeing Versace spreads Mm. We see Funduzzi We see David Klale When are we going to get to that era? Because I'd like to be alive for that Let me tell you how Let me tell you guys how This is our little secret here okay? And for the listeners Um, We can give ourselves a challenge We're in 2015 by the end of the 2015 year, if there is no magazine that's doing what we want to see, we need to do it. We yes, so definitely. We are, we are five of us. One, two, three, four, five. We are five of us in okay, this room. Okay, deal. Right? Deal? deal? Vote deal. Africa, here we go. Yes. If you don't see yes. it, do it. <laughs> definitely. We can't, we can't it's complain. so true. But you know, the, the, also the big problem is that we don't value our creatives yes. enough. Very true. And that doesn't just go for fashion, mm. which is a sad thing. But platforms like this and platforms like you get these incredible local shows that are, are punting our local stuff. Yeah. I just wish that South Africans and Africans in general would just take their own seriously. Very <laughs> true. I mean, Thank yeah. you. Well, you have to become part of the movement, Lala. Become Be part, part of, of the movement. movement. We are, are, taking it are you kidding me? I would far rather go to a South African designer than walk into Luminance. Yeah. Very true. Ooh. Even Oops. though you're wearing what tonight again? <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> in general. Okay. Well, I have to say, look, I mean, if you think about it, like kind of the medium, the old drum used to do that. Yes. To celebrate yes. South yes. African culture. Right. And we do that at, when we were speaking to Kwaku from Canoe. And yes. that's what he really does. And I, mean, I don't know what's happened to them, but Arise Magazine, Arise Magazine was very much was like celebratory well. of African culture in all facets. From okay, music. so let's talk yeah. about what, what happens now. What are the big <laughs> platforms... That support local now In your opinion well, That's what I'm saying It's changed so much And yeah. that's what It's so frustrating That like yeah. you get a brief From a magazine In South Africa And they've taken An overseas trend And said This is what we're covering This is our view For summer And I'm mm-hmm. like You should have You came I saw you sitting In the front rows mm-hmm. At Fashion Week mm-hmm. What Anna Wintour does Is she yeah. sits mm-hmm. in the front row At New York, Milan <laughs> Very Paris, London Thank you And then she sees Oh I see a trend now yeah. Developing Let's yeah. do, Let's Let's Create that as a trend, and we know which designers have produced that. Yeah, that doesn't happen here. They exactly. look at the clothes, they Instagram their outfits, they tweet, and then they go and buy Vogue and see what the trend is overseas, and say, "This is what we want to yes. see in our magazine." Mm, and it's like, horrible. Why were they it's sitting horrible. in Fashion Week? Mm. It's horrible. Mm. And you know what? I want to go straight to because we can talk and talk. Lala, mm. we had um, Kwaku Ansa from Canoe Magazine, right. which is one of the top five African magazines um, in the world representing Africa. Arise was good as well. Yes. There's an, another magazine called Fab, um, UK based, mm. also really representing and holding it down for Africa. Africa, yes. 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 So I think that there are people doing things. And I yes. think that also what happens is the world has become so small that instead of looking and picking on South Africa, we can say Africa has all of these 52 countries. What is going on in Africa? Yes. Because otherwise you lose your vision s- focusing so much energy on the little corner. Anyway, I want to go straight to Lala because Lala has now taken over uh, the fashion class here. <laughs> in a nice, in a nice in a, way. No, in a very nice way. In a, in a nice way, nice Lala. Way. And I didn't know that you're half Japanese, half South African. Very, yeah. very oh. interesting. But tell Thank us, Lala, you. could you just share with our audience, um, obviously wear many hats and how you decide which designer to wear and what impact it has for the brand that you're wearing on a, on a given day. So just share with our audience what impact different brands have because obviously you're a media personality. You step out and every time you step out, you want to look good. People want to make sure that you look good. All of your fan base is excited. excited. They want to see what you're wearing. And obviously the brand that you're wearing also has some sort of stakes. Tell us a bit about how you decide who to wear and what impact it has. 
Well, you know, it's it's not something that I go out and I go right. Well, this week I'm solely going to wear David Lalle, and then next week I'm going to wear etc. etc. That's that's not how I work at all. I think um, I go right. This is the type of event that I'm going to. What would work well in that kind of environment? And then I think of the different styles of the designers. But then again, designers also change quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't always. Stick to one type of aesthetic. Thank you. Aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> fancy words. I'm feeling so intelligent. You stop. So you know that's that's pretty much what I would do. Or I would see something you know at a fashion show and go, oh, that's the perfect that's the perfect dress for a type of event. I must remember that. Um, but. Like I said, I will always step out in something local, especially when it comes to red carpet or if I go overseas. I always make sure that it is local because that it's part of our it's part of our identity, mm-hmm. and I think we need to be proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and does it does does what you're wearing also increase sales for the brand? Yeah, that that's what I want to ask. Yeah. You know, I think it's actually both ways. Yeah. Um, I would say I would add value to to the designer, but at the same time, that designer is adding value to me. Yes. It's oh, wow. it's a two way street. It's you know a lot of people don't think that, yeah. but it's very true. It is an absolute privilege to be wearing Craig. It is an absolute privilege to be wearing David. But you know people do people go oh. We'll take anyone. Bonang, Pearl, Mini. Oh, they're wearing, um, whoever, uh, Tula Cindy. Oh gosh, he, he's designing all these dresses for all these famous people. But they're forgetting that he's adding so much value to them. You know, mm-hmm. he's actually chosen them and gone, not, not any designer will dress any celebrity. Yes. It, you know, Definitely. they choose Definitely. who they want to dress. Definitely. So at the end of the day, you've also got to respect that and, and, um, like I said, it's a two-way street. I add value, they add value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lala, from what I've seen, you've got a very distinct style, which is incredibly rare today because fashion is just so fast paced. How important is it to you to stay, um, sorry, sorry, how important is it for you as a brand to stay on trend and how do you like do that without compromising your personal style? To be honest with you, I don't believe in trends. Hmm. In essence. Yes. yes. Because not I don't want anybody to tell me what to wear and how to wear it. And then I'm, my, my spirit, my soul is very like, don't control me. That, my man knows about that. (laughs) Do not control me. Don't put me in a box and don't tell me how to be. You know, if anything, I will go against the grain. Mm. And so, yeah, at the end of the day, you go to Zara and you'll buy a jacket and you'll see that it's got like the two type of fabric, the combination fabrics and it's the masala color. And sure, I mean, if I like it, I'll wear it, but not because, Yes. I still have to walk out and be on trend. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because at the end of the day, I can tell you what's on trend. That's, you know, I know what's, what's current, mm-hmm. but does it work for me? Do I look good? Mm-hmm. I don't mind waving at trends as they the pass me by. Yes. Because, the royal it, yeah, because it doesn't suit my personality mm-hmm. and it doesn't suit my body. Have you seen some of these people walking around know, in some outfits that, <laughs> It's crazy. Girl. I think that's so important what you're bringing yeah. up because that's wh- that's what people think. They see something and they want to do it head to, ho- to head to toe, yeah. and it has to be a reflection of who you are. Um, you can't just yeah. If masala doesn't work on you, don't wear it. Absolutely, <laughs> and that's about and that also goes into style, not just fashion. Yes, there's a huge difference. Very true. And so you've got to use the fashion as a tool, but create your own style. Yeah. 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 Chanel said. What fashion fades, style is eternal. Exactly. There you go. And I yeah. think, Lala, just before we end, uh, wrap up the whole show, um, you have become such a great pioneer for these designers because mm. um, you have become almost also like a strategy because and in, in essence, it's they look again at the business of fashion and that's what we do because a lot of times people forget that fashion is not just about the glitz and the glam. You know, fashion, it's, it's about a business. It has to put bread and butter on your table. And I think you being you and, you know, the impact you have on all these people, you're doing an absolutely phenomenal. I mean, if my label was ready, I'd be like, Lala, please take, <laughs> take as much as you I want know, to bless, and, 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 you. and wear. And thank just, you so much. It That's seems authentic. It does. And that is why I say to you, how important is it to you, you know, to be on trend? Because it has to be authentic. 100%. We will know because we watch you. Right. So we'll know. We'll be like, <laughs> Lala looks a little different today. That doesn't really look like us. So people watch, you know, they know 
Are you wearing this because you really like it or are you just wearing it for... And she makes it look so international. Exactly. Wow, guys. Guys, I'm blushing. I don't know what (laughs) is going on. What do you want from me? No, you look look fabulous. And obviously because our topic today was around the role that media plays to develop the fashion industry in Africa, we obviously felt that it would be nice to also bring in personalities or I would call you a muse. I'm a fashion designer too and I'd love to just picture of you know picture you in something fabulous wow that i you. that i also have and i'm sure it's not just me it's like no. you start you get on the yes. screen and everyone's like gosh how can i get her how can i get her so it, it, it is a beautiful thing i appreciate it's a beautiful that. thing thank you guys um craig where can our listeners who are listening find you or connect with you um you can find me on twitter and facebook um craig b jacobs um is my twitter mm-hmm. and my instagram um and facebook it's www.facebook forward slash Funduti by Craig Jacobs. Um, and retail wise, I'm available at the SA Designer Capsule in Edgar's in four stores around the country, Mainland, Rosebank, Santon, Marrow's Arch, and also on Zando. Or just yeah. Google him. Or just Google him. <laughs> and Lala, where can people connect with you for those who want to connect? Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter. My handle is at Lala underscore Hiroyama. That is spelt with an A. Lots of A's <laughs> in there. Okay, no no yeah, O's or anything. Um, and then Instagram at Lala Loves. And Facebook, Lala Hiroyama. And a mobile number is 07-STOP. <laughs> Stop thinking. And guys, as we're just about to wrap up, this is our last segment of the show. Um, we normally have this fun segment called Who Would You Want to Dress? So we're going to start with Lala straight up. Yes. And we're going to just take it round. Who would you want to dress and why? Let's just take it quick. Who would I want to dress? I'd love to dress Babalwa. I think I can make... Big things happen with Babawa. I love you, girl, but I would love to get a hold of you. Craig. Craig? You know, there's someone that I absolutely love, and it's, um, it's Christine Lagarde, who's actually, she's one of the most powerful women in Europe. She, I think she runs IMF. Um, yeah, I want someone who controls the money. Hey. I'd love to dress her. <laughs> Very nice. nice I like one. the way you think. Nice one. Very um, nice. Nice um, Meme, um, sorry as a killer, um, yeah. Fat Joe. Woo, Fat Joe, you heard that. Yes. <laughs> why? Because. <laughs> we say who and why. Yes, why? because. Because he's, he, he resonates who I am and the type of person that I am. You know, I'm always in fitted, tailored suits. I'm always, I am the gentleman. Um, you know, so I, I look at people which I can resonate with. So, so you that, know what you can do with Yes, that. yes. Okay, great. Thank I you. Want, I want to dress a lovely, lovely um, musician. She's from the Congo. Her name is Billy Abel. For those who know Billy Abel, she's been such a queen from the music perspective for years and years. She started with the fellas and whoever, but I just feel like she's losing something. And I would want to dress Billy Abel. I want to give us something. So this week, I'm going to go with the Olsen twins. So for those of you who've been following the CFDA Fashion Awards, they won Women's Wear Designers yes. of the Year twice, beating Mark Jacobs and Michael Kors. I think that they are so innovative. They wore flats on the red carpet. And it looked absolutely incredible. They're innovative. They're always on the next level. They're constantly leaving us behind. And I think that's why their brand has been doing so good. So those are the people that I want to dress this week. But guys, no flats on the red carpet. <laughs> but anyway, thank you guys so much. This is the Fashion Lab on Cliff Central. We're here every Wednesday. Actually, we'll be on every Thursday. Thursdays. Yeah. But anyway, you can catch up with us for more conversations of fashionlabafrica.com. Uh, tweet us at fashionlabaf or join the conversations of Cl- on Cliff Central. Any last shots before we leave? Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our beautiful guests, Thanks Lala Hariyana and Craig Jacobs for coming through. Please keep on doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. Ciao, ciao. Bizu, bizu. Cliffcentral.com. <laughs>